0: Richard Case.
1: Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, Here we are, uh, end of March, and we're uh, continuing on our thought of goodness. Yesterday, uh, we had a really neat discussion about uh, prayer, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, really, uh, one of the key things was what you asked: was does prayer matter? and as I was interesting enough, um, I was praying. <laughs> I was praying about that. And remember, prayer is dialogue. Yes. Uh, and the beauty of prayer is think about the intimacy that it brings you into a relationship with the God of the universe. Who, by the way, isn't just somebody that can give you some in- information. It's I can make things happen. He can make things
2: happen. Right. Right, uh,
1: and so um, I, I said to him, "I said, you know, what really is one of the keys to to why God, why prayer matters?" He says, "He says, well, he says, think about what you guys teach." Now remember, uh, the beauty of of God is that it's that He loves the relationship, so the relationship is conversational. Right, the relationship is. Dialogue. It's not just I'm an answer man, God speaking, and you know, I'll give yeah. you the answer, see you later.
2: It's not transactional. It's that not tra- would be transactional. That's right.
1: Uh, it's yes. it's dialogue. So he says, Well, what do you guys teach? Well, we teach abiding. Well, mm-hmm. what what about that? Well, you get to hear my voice. He said, One of the beautiful things of prayer is you get to hear my voice. Um how privileged are you that, that you can hear my voice? Right and stay in that place where we are dialoguing and you're hearing my voice and I'm leading you into that which we're talking about, the covenant. Right. um, To bless you, to make you a blessing. And I need you to walk with me along my path that I'll share with you and show you and reveal to you and have you stay with me. And by the way, on my path, I'm gonna deliver these privileges, protection, deliverance and now this next one we're in is is goodness Uh, and we're going to see Shalom here in a second. So uh, he says um, you get to hear my voice. You and I are in intimate relationship, which is why I created you in the first place. Right. And then by the way, I get to deliver to my children who I love and are in a relationship with me the very, very best of life, by the way, in a very tough world uh, that you're going to have trouble
2: and just stay with me be with me take me by the hand yeah and and just stay with me
1: so this prayer matter and this is this is really cool it matters to god that's that's what's so cool it matters to him uh and if it matters to him well of course it matters you know and right uh you know what a privilege so uh you know again if people are hearing this
2: think about the weight of what you just said there though (laughs) i mean i feel like often i really do feel like my prayer time is it matters so much to me? But what you just said, it matters so much to him. Yeah. That that's a really profound statement when yeah. you think about the beauty of him so desiring that conversation place with us. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and our our dependency on him and just coming to him and taking his hand and listening to him and asking, and dialoguing and and enjoying that. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and think about um, you know. Remember Jesus, you know, grew as a baby, mm-hmm. um, and he became conscious of his sonship mm-hmm. and who the father was. Because remember, at age twelve, when uh, Mary and Joseph had left him behind in Jerusalem,
2: right? <laughs> um,
1: you know, hey, what are you doing? He says, "Well, don't you know?"
2: Don't you know? I gotta be with my father. I'm, I'm, <laughs> about, be in I'm,
1: I'm with my father. And even then, see, he understood Mm -hmm. the beauty of it, and and see, and and you even said this uh, this week of of being a mother, uh, and I know as a dad, is I believe the Father, when that became conscious to Jesus, actually thrilled the Father's heart.
2: Oh, absolutely. Is now
1: we can re-engage in life together which is what his heart was all about. Um, And by the way, what his heart is for us is I want to engage with you in your life Mm -hmm. and I can do it. And of course, it's beyond us to say, how can you possibly be that person with me and be that person with Kathy at the same time? Right. I can do it.
2: (laughs) I got it. Don't worry. I can do it. I can do it. Um,
1: And I am. And that's what's so remarkable is that He's the God of the universe, sovereign, uh, all-powerful, all-omniscient, um, uh, omnipresent, and he's personal. Um, and he loves that personal stuff, you know, so it's, it's yes. really beautiful. So as we, as we continue that, it's just keep thinking that, yeah, it matters, uh, and actually, you know, learn and, and grow in this. And we'll, we'll get into this even later, because there's going to be a piece of uh, the covenant is really dependent on, on our choices, that we have to make, and we'll come back to this. But uh, let's Great. pick up pick up one of the privileges that we talked about: is goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, God says, "I'm going to deliver to you my best, uh, the excellent, the superb, the fantastic." Uh, and go to Proverbs 13:22, uh, uh, and we'll add to this. Uh, Proverbs 13:22
2: As "A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous."
1: Yeah. So, um, uh, as he talks about goodness, um, what do you what do you leave?
2: Well, he's talking about leaving an inheritance to in- children, an inheritance
1: to your children's children. Mm-hmm. So it's implying uh, that uh, first of all, you you are in relationship. Uh, one of the beauties thing, beautiful things of life, which Linda and I get to participate in, is grandchildren.
2: I can't uh, wait for that day. Yeah, and
1: uh, and it's it's really, really special uh, with the relationship that you're able to have and the joy of, of uh, doing it. And when you talk about inheritance, he's talking more than just financial. Now, it implies financial. So if you have an inheritance to give away to your grandchildren, what does that mean you have?
2: You had to have something that you received yeah that you have yeah you had you had some provision something to give them
1: you have provision you have uh, things in life that are going to be passed on which can be uh, financial estate uh, items uh, things that are important to you that you know that are passed on you know to the next generation and, and beyond that so that there's a remembrance uh, of, hey, I remember when, you know, and, uh, and this is special to them. But the wow. inheritance is way deeper than that. Um, it's, they're inheriting, uh, if, if you've been walking in the covenant, they are gonna inherit the life of God as well. And they're gonna inherit the ability to seek God, to, we, to pray, we just, we talked about prayer. Uh, to pray, have dialogue, understand God's will, uh, they are inheriting the things that we've we've developed and this this is really cool most people go to the negative of this is that you know the sin uh, the sins go down four generations uh, which by the way remember is perpetuated so to speak so right. so um, if I, if it goes down four generations well then my children are going to do the same thing they're going to go down four generations so it just keeps going on and on and on well right God says, interesting enough, that can be broken and go the other direction. That that your inheritance can go multi-generational of what it means to walk with God, what it means to enjoy God's life, what it means to live in the covenant, which, by the way, is part of the goodness. And he says a good man, a person that receives good, has inheritance. First of all, it means you've lived it and you get to give it away. And by the way, the primary place to give it away is your children and grandchildren.
0: Your family, yeah. Your family,
1: uh, mm-hmm. and how precious is that? So he says, goodness is the superb that you get to pass on and on and on and on. You know, so it, right. it's, really, it's really beautiful. Uh, okay, so go to Psalm uh, 65, uh, 11 through 13. Psalm 65, 11 through 13.
2: You crown the year with your bounty. Your wagon tracks overflow with abundance. The pastures of the wilderness overflow and the hills gird themselves with joy. The meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valleys deck themselves with grain. They shout and sing together for joy.
1: Yeah, so um, uh, basically the the, the Hebrew there is that your path drips with uh, goodness, with spectacular. Uh, (coughs) When you think of things dripping over, what does that mean?
2: That there's an abundance of, that there's yeah. more, more than necessary even, is what I picture an overflow. Yeah, it's
1: overflowing, so that um, what God says is that it's not kinda,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's not eh, a little bit once in a while perhaps. He says when you're with me, it's gonna it's gonna flow over, uh, and be abundant uh, goodness. Uh, uh, because that my nature is to have you experience that and to have the very best, which means, you know, don't accept mediocrity, but expect the very best. And uh, it's not about, I was just having a conversation with this uh, yesterday because they were a bunch of uh, people that I, I disciple. Uh, we talked about this. We happened to get on the subject. And they said, well, how does that work? Because you, you said to expect it and they were having trouble with that of, well, why do I have the right to expect anything? Right. Uh, and isn't that self-centered and demanding? I said, uh, no. Uh, I said two things. Um, if you demand something, mm-hmm. by definition, <laughs> where are you? You're in the world. You, you're, 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 in,
2: you're, you're in self, you're, you're not walking in you're the You're in the yeah. self, you're not in yeah. the spirit.
1: And, and God says I can't give you anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why he says in John six six thirty three, or excuse me, Matthew six thirty three, uh, seek ye first the kingdom, mm-hmm. and then all these things will be given to you. If you seek these things, you don't get either one. Right. Uh, so, uh, no, you can't demand it. But he says, I do want you to expect it, mm-hmm. not not demand the specifics. I want it to look like this. It's that I expect, because he says my paths drip right. with goodness. Well, then, then Father, I just got to be on your path, right? Yep. If I'm on your path, you're going to have that drip with goodness for me. Yes. Uh, Am I excluded for that because? No. Are there some people that are excluded? No. But you got to be on my path. Right. And my path drips with goodness. I want you to expect it and then walk with me. And It goes back to your discussion about prayer let me help you understand what that is for you personally. Uh, and by the way, it's super unique so that um, and, and because we take away the definition that it's wealth, because mm-hmm. that can be measured. Well, I don't have as much as that guy. Right. So how come my path isn't drip with goodness? And the guy says, right. well, it does. Uh, it's just unique to you. Um, and a
2: path dripping with goodness is also <clears throat> not a path without trouble.
1: No. <laughs> So, I'll so come. we
2: also we we tend to do that though because he says in this world we will have trouble. Okay, so where's you, where, where's the world. your
1: where's your path? It's in the world.
2: It's in the world. Yeah, so, so there will be. You're in that. both places. He said, yeah. "Be with but me." But I in think the sometimes people get that confused with they what do. you're saying. There is okay. Well, if he's saying goodness, then I'm, I'm, I'm only walking with him when it's actually good. I'm like, no, no, no.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, right we, in
2: the middle of the trouble. <laughs> yeah, and he
1: says, I'm gonna bring you goodness. And uh, I think, see, part of the the goodness, which we're actually will get into, is how about if I restore, yeah. overcome, have this trouble not affect you because mm-hmm. of my goodness, which right. is part of the dripping of the abundance. <laughs> so,
2: right, right.
1: Uh, you know, it's really beautiful. Okay, so he says, um, my good treasure, my goodness, is one of the privileges of of the kingdom. Okay. We, we go to this next one. Uh, and this is called peace or, and the word here is Shalom, which we'll talk about, but go to, uh, Ezekiel, uh, 34,
2: 25. It says I will make with them a covenant of peace and banish wild beasts from the land so that they may dwell securely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods.
1: Yeah. Uh, the word, uh, both old and new Testament, uh, the, New Testament word is called Irene, um, which is equivalent to Shalom. Okay. Uh, and Shalom, uh, when we think of peace, uh, generally what we think of is lack of conflict. Right. Uh, he says, "No, peace is uh, favor, and all the beauty of God will be given to you as you live in a place of uh, favor, freedom, uh, beauty." Rest, all these things will be it will be evident, in harmony, uh, and you'll you'll be in harmony. By the way, you can be in harmony with people that are opposing you because it's not affecting you, and which which we'll get into. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm going to give you peace, and he says uh, I'm going to make a covenant. My agreement is to deliver to you peace, shalom, so that and what did he say here? So that you do what?
2: So that you may dwell securely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods.
1: Okay. Uh, now think of those two illustrations Uh, you're secure Mm -hmm. in the wilderness okay the wilderness by itself is not secure
2: yeah no not necessarily a place I would choose
1: he didn't say you're secure in the fortress behind my wall (laughs) right Uh, he says you'll be secure in a dangerous place Mm
2: -hmm.
1: okay when you think of security or you're secure what does that mean to you what does that uh, kind of bring up in your mind if you said, hey, um, you're, you're secure.
2: Uh, safe, safe, provided for um, un- untouchable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're safe. You know?
1: uh, you're you're stable. You are mm-hmm. sure. Um, uh, again, you're going to have trouble, but it doesn't take you to worry, fear and anxiety, uh, right? Because, well, I'm secure in mm-hmm. God while I'm in this trouble or why I'm having this difficulty. He'll, he'll, he'll put me uh, through to the beautiful place that he has for me and particularly as we've talked about the you know the world of chaos right it's getting less secure per se
2: right and we're right in the middle of it all and yeah. we're in the middle
1: of it and all these things are happening and we're getting afraid and fearful and anxious uh, and God says well the covenant brings you back in that place
0: mm-hmm.
1: Wilderness is dangerous to a place of security to stability, you'll know that I'm going to take right. care of you and you don't have a anxiety about it. Uh, you right. have a confidence about it. And then, by the way, he says you can sleep uh, in the woods. So <laughs> if you, I know you, you've been on camping trips, right? Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. In New Hampshire, there's woods all over. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind okay. of the prettiest so, places to camp.
1: So when you go out in the woods to sleep, what is also out there?
2: Lots of wildlife. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, and things that can uh, come against you and harm you, mm-hmm. um, all the way from, interesting enough, uh, bugs just uh, irritate you, uh, or it can, yeah. it can harm you. Uh, to immense to, bears. To uh, bears and <laughs> animals. In Colorado, we've got mountain lions and mm-hmm. uh, a variety of things that um, you could, in a sense, because you've got to, in your mind, you got to be alert Mm-hmm. You could kind of stay up most of the night. With I better be careful. I better watch. Mm-hmm. I better. Uh, and He says no. I'm going to put you to sleep in the middle of that severe danger. Right. Um, in other words, you're at rest. Right. You are feeling uh, completely peaceful. You're complete. You're completely free, knowing that I'm. I've got you. I've got you covered. Uh, in the middle of dangerous places. So. You'll be secure. And he says, uh, you'll be able to rest. Uh, okay. Go to Isaiah fifty four ten.
2: Isaiah fifty four ten says for the mountains may depart and the hills may be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you.
1: Okay. So, um, what is he refer when he opens this, this uh, sentence in, in uh, Isaiah 54, Uh, It's implying. What is it implying? Though though what?
2: For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed.
1: Okay. So in other words, he's saying in complete chaos. Mm Mm-hmm. Because mountains don't move.
2: (laughs) Right, right.
1: They don't move and they're not removed. Uh,
2: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
1: He said they're super stable all by themselves. Regardless of
2: what's going on.
1: (laughs) If they're moving,
2: Mm -hmm. it's severe. Uh-huh. Uh,
1: it's really a uh, struggle because chaos has occurred and the abnormal
2: mm-hmm.
1: is now taken over. Uh, right. He says when that happens, in other words, your world is completely fallen apart.
2: Even then, my Wait. steadfast love, my covenant loyalty, covenant loyalty. loyalty. Stead, will members, not depart steadfast from Steadfast
1: love is covenant loyalty, will not depart. I'm loyal to the covenant there. Mm-hmm. And what does it say?
2: And it says, "My covenant of peace, shalom, shall not be removed."
1: It will not be removed. So, in other words, and this is this is what we we're trying to say every day, all the time, why we labeled this, uh, you know, "Come and see, finding truth in a world of chaos." Is God isn't by is? Excuse me. God isn't surprised by chaos. He's not limited right. by chaos. He says, right. in the middle, when everything's falling apart. Mm-hmm. Which you and I would say, kind of is that way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we certainly uh, see it. <laughs> it's like,
1: oh my gosh, things are falling apart uh, rapidly. Uh, uh, and by the way, uh, you know, we've we talked about the Ukrainian war in Russia. Is that uh, the Fed supposedly? It'll be interesting to see. But because of normally what happens like this, uh, extreme you know increases in gas fuel. Uh, all kinds of uh, inflation. Um, when they have this kind of trouble, they normally would actually promote the economy by not right. by not doing anything negative. Well, while this is going on, they say they're going to raise interest rates, right? Which will co- cause even more chaos uh, if they do. I I predict either they won't or it'll be really minimal. Uh, I don't think they be can. would be interesting they, to they, watch, they can. yeah. But they, but they say they're going to. So um, uh, the world is chaotic and it's falling apart. Uh, everything around us has fallen apart. God says, well, I'm loyal to the covenant and sh- and shalom is going to be not with ever withheld. Right. So it's not limited to what's going on around us. And that's the beauty mm-hmm. of, of the covenant of shalom.
2: Uh, I oh, love that you bring that up even. Um, just the other day, I, I've spent a lot of time in the last, oh goodness, over a month now in Psalms 118. And I I may have even shared this on the podcast before, but exactly what you're saying. Um, One of the things as I was reading through that the other day and my heart was burdened for the people in the Ukraine, God reminded me, Kath, do you remember that covenant isn't just for you? It's for my children everywhere. The, the ones who are sitting in the midst of all of this, my covenant loyalty is to them as well. And I am with them. Just continue to pray for them. Yes. And and let that be known, you know.
1: Yep, absolutely. And that's right, because it doesn't uh, limit what he can do.
2: No. Um, and then he
1: talks about um, what this really looks like. So go to John 14, uh, 25 to 27. John 14, 25 to 27.
2: These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, and he will bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid.
1: Yeah. So um, he makes a a statement that um, the peace that I give to you,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: okay, now by, by definition, where is it coming from? From him, see, it's coming from him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to deliver that to you. Uh, so shalom, favor, uh, mm-hmm. uh, all this is coming to you. He says, not as the world does it. Okay, now how does the world do it? That's a just, great question. I just don't mo- know. just momentarily. Oh, okay. Uh, it's if you have a good day.
2: hmm
1: Well, then you're at peace. You have a right, bad day. Right. You're not a peace. Then you're not
2: a peace. Okay, uh,
1: and what's and so very what, temporal? Uh, yeah, temporal. And what is uh, <laughs> in today's life?
2: Mm-hmm. Guess
1: what? The days are stringing at one after the other, not being very right. good. Right, right. Uh, and that's why people get anxious and fearful, and yeah, because uh, well, the world isn't giving me any peace. And and generally speaking, by the way, what we do is we we think in our mind either back at a time or some place or some event or some uh, environment where it was peaceful. And we pray, God, make it back, bring it back to that. Right. Uh, Including in a very global way. And again, hey, God, people say restore America the way it used to be. Right. Which, by the way, I say, well, what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When you say used to be, used to be what? Mm
0: -hmm. You
1: know, what what do you think? What are you thinking of there? Uh, so we would like to go back to way the world does it is is absent of any problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, well, no, the world's going to give you problems, which we we'll actually see in the next right. verse. But I'm going to give you peace through my nature of security, confidence, favor, loyalty to the covenant. I can deliver that to you when? All the time.
2: Wow. Yeah.
1: All the time, and, and but you got to receive and it, and not
2: dependent on circumstance. No,
1: and it's not dependent on circumstance, but you got to receive it from me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then he says, "Let not your heart Let be not wet. your
2: heart be troubled,
1: neither be afraid."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, which your heart is the one that gets troubled.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What your soul? By the way, the word there is soul. So, what do you what do you troubled by? Uh oh this is going to be not good.
2: (laughs) Right, right.
1: Uh, And you start worrying about it and you start trying to figure it out um, or you're afraid of the consequences of it. He said, well, don't let that happen because why? Well, I'm going to give you peace. When? All the time. Uh, Let me confirm for you that the benefit of the covenant is I'm going to give you shalom and it's not dependent on circumstances. The world is going to try to try to cast shade on that. I'm going to give you light and share with you that the that the peace, the shalom, is available when all the time. Because why? What's well, coming from me? Um, and it's not dependent on that. So uh, you know, let let him give it to you. And then the next verse in John 16:33, which we've talked, we actually talk about uh, the trouble part of it. But actually, he starts it with a different statement. Go ahead and read that. John 16:33.
2: I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world.
1: Okay, so uh, we, you and I talk about, in the, Jesus said in the world you're going to have trouble. Jesus said in the world you're going to have trouble. Well, actually, he precedes that with an interesting statement. Right. In me.
2: You will have peace. You'll have shalom. Right.
1: Okay, now he's contrasting. In me, you'll have shalom. The wor- in the world, you're going to have what?
2: You'll have trouble. Trouble.
1: Uh, okay, now here's re- really cool. They both exist at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's not either or. Well, yeah, right. when you're in the world and you're struggling, you don't have peace. Yeah, once in a while, you get peace from me. No. Um, while you're going through the trouble, and by the word, the word, the word there is stress, pressure, heaviness, difficulty. Uh, negative consequences Uh, yep you're going to have those Uh, but I'm uh, you can have peace in me because I've Jesus said I've done what
2: I've overcome the world I overcame
1: it I have victory over it in other words the world doesn't impact what I can do right I've already gained the victory I've overcome Mm -hmm. it now if I've overcome it you too can overcome it how by being with me, because peace peace is in me while you're in the trouble of the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that uh, he says, Shalom is absolute, available, and it's not dependent, as we keep saying, on the trouble that you will have. Absolutely. So it doesn't put you in a bubble. It says, while you're having that trouble, I'm going to give you peace, because why? Well, I've overcome it. And that means the trouble that you're going to have which we're going to have, and by the way, we can even cause it because we walked away from his his will. Uh, right. He says, "What? I can fix it. I can resolve it. I'm going to make it right." So it's not. And this is this is something that we got to be careful of because people can spiritualize this, and say, "Yeah, my life is really awful, but I'm supposed to be peaceful." Well if your life is continually awful and there's never any relief from that, I don't care how much you think you should be. Can you be at peace? No, you can't. Right. Uh, So God has to demonstrate that, yeah, I know you got trouble, but I'll take care of it. Right. Um, I'll resolve it. Uh, By the way, there's no uh, the two things we can't ask him is how and when. (laughs)
2: Right, right. We would
1: like okay, show me how you're gonna do that, and I'd like to know. And then two is I'd like to do it. I'd like you to do that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, And
2: the key is staying with him. Yeah, it is just staying with him. It's so funny. Um, we had a couple of friends, uh, some couples that we uh, actually are on the leadership team for our, when we lead our retreats over for dinner the other night, and we were just sharing, um, you know, because we'll get together periodically and share what God's been saying to us, and it was interesting. um, One of the gentlemen, Nathan, he's been on here before, he shared as he was talking through what God had him abiding on, and he said, and then he just gave me, he dropped this phrase and basically said, take my hand. Mm. This is this is the thing. Take my hand. And my eyes went big and Kendra's eyes went big. And I'm like, Kendra, read, you'll know, read the text that I sent to you this morning. Because he had just he had just said that to Nathan that day. And I sent K- Kendra a text that morning. Hey, God just dropped this phrase on me this morning. Take my hand. Oh, man. And so we're like, okay, guys, this is a pay attention to moment here because he, you know, in two very different locations, not communicating. We hadn't, I don't, I talk to Kendra all the time. I don't talk to Nathan, but really once a month when we gather and, and he, both of us, he dropped the same phrase Mm. on um, and just that's an important phrase. And that speaks to exactly what you're talking about right now is in the midst of all of this. The invitation is to take his hand. Yeah. yeah. And in his hand, we will have peace. We will have shalom.
1: Yeah. And when you when you think of that, um, what does that mean to you that well, Jesus says, take my hand?
2: oh so many things but really it is stay lockstep step with him mm. it's it, it is just you know your hand in mine i have a visual picture because of a of a vision that he had given me a long time ago um of me as a little girl reaching up and holding his right hand, you know, and he's given me so many verses of holding it. So when I think of that, that's what I think is I reach up to my father and I take his right hand and I trust him and I walk where he walks and go where he goes and staying lockstep with him, not ahead of him, not dragging behind, but lockstep with him, taking him by the hand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And by definition, if you've taken his hand, where are you?
2: With him. You gotta be, you
1: gotta be with him. See, Uh, he says, you know, come with me. You know, grab my hand, and now walk with me, because I'm going to take you to a grand place. Right. Out of this trouble, or out of this difficulty situation, I'm going to move you into the beauty. And by the way, while that's happening, you can have shalom, because you know what? I'm going to take care of it.
2: Yeah. Because why? Well, you've grabbed my hand.
1: You know, you're you're with me. Um, So that uh, uh, think of. Generally speaking, you know, when um, and I know you did this with your kids, and I've done this with my kids and grandkids is <clears throat> when they're like two, three years old. Uh, one of the things you do with them is, you know, I want you to come with me, and you put your hand out, right? And they take it. Yep. And they actually enjoy. And they just
2: follow. Yeah. <laughs> and they they
1: enjoy uh, the beauty of it. Of oh, I, I'm I'm safe with you. Mm -hmm. And I know we're going someplace good. And yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go with you and enjoy you. And I get to enjoy them because that phrase, which is really critical, is, you know, take my hand. Uh, And it's such a beautiful thing. Uh, And by the way, there's with that, remember with God, there's no condemnation. Right. So he doesn't say, well, what did you do? How come you were gone so long?
0: Right. Look at the mess
1: you've made. He just said, well, come on back. Grab my hand. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's such a beautiful thing. So as we consider this, we'll we'll go further with this into Isaiah next time with some really cool verses about it. I know you've camped out there and Linda's, Linda camped out there. So we'll spend some time in Isaiah 55. But um, peace, shalom, is favor, harmony, uh, the ability to enjoy the fullness of God. And he says, I'm going to give it to you as part of the covenant, as one of the benefits of the covenant. And it's not dependent on your circumstances. Matter of fact, in the middle of these difficult circumstances, you can even actually enjoy it more, because you can you can get that sense of, of joy right. while you're going through it, knowing that it's going to get resolved. So we'll we'll pick this up again next time. As one of the, one of the privileges of the covenant is peace, uh, shalom, uh, and we'll pick this up again tomorrow.
2: Great. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I hope you have a blessed day and. Take him by the hand
1: today. Grab his hand and walk with yep.
2: him. Yep. All right,
1: great. All right, we'll see you. Uh, see you tomorrow.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments, and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best, and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.